0: Welcome to YAPo Live, featuring conversations with top D2C leaders. On September 12th at YAPo's conference, Destination D2C, Lauren Bosworth, founder and CEO of Love Wellness, sat down with Lindsay Silberman
1: of Town & Country to share insider tips, industry trends, and much more. Hi, guys. Welcome. Um, thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited to have with me. Lo Bosworth, the founder of Love Wellness, which is a healthcare brand for women that is doing some amazing things in the industry of female health and female health issues and really destigmatizing an industry that has historically been considered taboo and really not as talked about. So I think we'll just dive right in. For those who um, aren't already familiar with Love Wellness, tell us a little bit about it. How did the brand come to be and where was the concept born?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everybody. I'm Lauren. It's nice to meet you all. Um, So at Love Wellness, we really think about women's wellness as a journey to love yourself well. And the the thing with wellness is it's not a one-size-fits-all solution, right? So we really think about foundational changes that women can make, whether it's uh, to some aspect of your lifestyle, Uh, whether it's your sleep habits, or maybe it's a foundational change to your perspective, which is a really interesting thing to think about. So that's really the world of Love Wellness. We're a total body care company for women that helps them on their journey to their version of their best health ever. Um, I started the company a couple years ago when I personally was not very well, I was dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety and I was at my gynecologist all the time and nobody could really help me or figure out why, I probably went to like eight or nine doctors and it wasn't until I really took my health into my own hands and became my own health advocate, my own best health advocate that I was able to really figure out what was going wrong. And it turns out that I had a number of vitamin deficiencies that were really severe um, and some other things going on that I only found out once I was willing to educate myself and to seek out doctors, naturopaths, healers who were willing to help me, who were willing to go beyond just the, oh, like, you must be stressed out. You know what I mean? I feel like you go to the doctor and that's a really common response that people get. You know, like, they're not really willing or want to sort of go beyond that. You know, you're in there for 30 minutes, maybe even less. They send you emails with your lab results (laughs) with no follow-up. I had mono earlier this year, and my doctor literally emailed me. So your test results came back. You have mono. Avoid contact sports. Good luck. (laughs) Like, is that really the kind of response that you want to get from your healthcare provider? No. So when I say that women are their own best health advocates, that's really what I mean. You have to take your health into your own hands and be willing to educate yourself and figure out the story, because you know if your body is telling you that there's something wrong.
1: So getting into the healthcare space is an incredibly ambitious, Task and how confident were you that there was a real gap in the market and a real opportunity for your brand?
0: Sure. So when I wasn't doing so well a couple years ago, um, I was at the doctor all the time, like I said, and they kept writing me prescriptions. And I was also at the drugstore constantly. <laughs> I was in, you know, the women's personal care aisle at every drugstore. They call it something different, and buying products of that nature felt so embarrassing it's always felt so embarrassing right like you literally run in and you hope your neighbor isn't there and you buy it and you ask them to put in like three Dwayne reed bags so that nobody sees what you buy and then you go home and you use the product in shame and then you hide it in like your bathroom like under the counter or whatever and so I very acutely realized that being a woman and needing products to take care of yourself was a really emotional experience, right? And it was one that felt really negative, and it had always felt really negative. And I thought to myself, my goodness, I'm just trying to take care of my body. Shouldn't there be a company, a brand, or something that supports me in that and makes me feel positive about these good decisions I'm making for my health? And there's nothing like that, you know. All those products, like they haven't been reinvented, thought about in decades. I feel like everything that's available has just been sitting on the shelf since, like 1955, and they're not speaking to women in the right way. Uh, they're not formulated with natural ingredients, which all women are interested at this point. Um, and a lot of like the messaging and marketing felt really anti-feminist to me, like in the undertones, like the underbelly of it. You know what I mean? Totally,
1: and so I think one of the most interesting things about Love Wellness is that you have successfully created this community yeah. of the women that are your customers, and they're having conversations and they're telling telling stories and exchanging tips, um, and typically about topics that people women might not feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. How Did that happen? Was that part of your plan or did it happen organically?
0: It happened very organically uh, and I would say that Yapo has been one of the biggest reasons why we've been able to create this really interesting community. I think that when women discover the brand, uh, they're first really encouraged by the conversations that we have as a brand with women. Um, We do a lot of education on our website and basically teach women how their bodies work, you know, like We've all probably had thirty minutes of sex ed in our whole lives. <laughs> and, we haven't had any education, unless you go to medical school, about how your body actually works. So we try to do that at Love Wellness. So that's step one. And I think that when you speak to women in that way, they become empowered and they are willing and want to share their own stories of wellness with us and with this community of women. And so when we started using Yotpo, um women started leaving these comments on the products and they were like four and five, and six and seven paragraphs long
1: oh.
0: how, about how relieved they were to have finally found a brand that was speaking to them and making products that were addressing these chronic issues that they couldn't ever find a solution for. And so we realized really quickly that there were so many stories to be told. And we continue to see that play out over and over and over again, whether it's through emails to Amanda, who's our VP of Customer Experience, or through the reviews or through Instagram. And I think that we started using Notpo about a year ago, and we have over 5,000 reviews already, and like 95 of them are, 95% of them are five-star reviews, which is crazy to us. Um, And so what's interesting about the community is that I've also realized that women are really looking to have conversations like this because we've like broken down the wall, we've broken this barrier, and we have created a conversation that feels really positive. Um, And I feel like we've encouraged women to really take care of themselves in a very forward thinking and female first way. Like for the first time ever, they're in charge of their own health journey and so they're really excited to tell that story.
1: And it feels like maybe there's something about it being a safe space and all the women are sort of in the same boat as opposed to some other social platforms that are much more mass and much more exposed. And it's called the Love Club, right? Yeah. So
0: we just launched our beta version of community. It's called the Love Club. And we wanted to house the community ourselves instead of just creating a group on Facebook or whatever, because these are intimate stories, right? And we feel like when we create the community and create walls around it um, women feel supported and encouraged because it's a very uh, obvious space um, and it's very clear why you should be having those conversations right and I think as a brand um, our community is sort of our lifeblood and so why would we want it to live somewhere else Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean totally I think also what we're able to sort of add organically to our community really speaks to the long-term goals of the business, which are not just providing women with great products, right? Like I said, we do a lot of education. We eventually want to move events to like in-person live stuff. And from a technology standpoint, we have some really exciting stuff that we're working on that I'm not gonna reveal, don't worry, Matthew, um, that really enforce what we're doing.
1: So talk about, a a little bit about the branding of the product. You know, I know you mentioned these over-the-counter products that you would get at a drugstore, and they looked like they hadn't been refreshed since the 80s. One thing about Love Wellness is that your branding is really beautiful, and like people are Instagramming it, people are proud to have it on their shelves. How important was that for you in the development of the product and the brand?
0: Yeah, I, I knew from the very beginning um, that looking and feeling different would be a huge uh, leg up for us. I, not even a leg up. I've, I think that Love Wellness is really the first and only brand to be doing what we're doing, which is really interesting. We sit in a category of one, to be honest with you, because of all the things that we touch. Um, But I knew coming from that personal care aisle that it couldn't look or feel like anything that was already there. And I really wanted to, um, to tie in directly to that emotional experience of being a consumer and using different kinds of products, and I knew that I wanted women to hold these products in their hand and actually feel something. Yeah. I wanted them to feel good. And so that really drove me to create a brand and products that were totally unique in the space. Like if you go to Dwayne Reed and you look at the vitamin aisle, everything is in this like standard white bottle or dark brown glass bottle with a stick-on label uh, that could use a refresh, right? And so in that category of our products alone, I thought, I'm going to do something totally different. And so we created this concept of these bottles that are all monotone, they're, they're, you know, the cap and actually matches the bottle and everything's screen printed on. And so it has this like elevated look and feel um, that you don't really see with products of that nature. Um, What's interesting is that nobody's copied us. (laughs) I think it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter (laughs) of time, but it's also actually really challenging to make packaging of that nature. So like we were willing to make the time and investment into it. And I don't think a lot of brands are. Um, and so, I would say that that is something that has definitely uh, been a differentiating factor for us. You know what I mean? With everything that we do, we are willing to make the time and the effort. And I think that you see that when you're on our website and when you actually use the products.
1: What do you think it takes for a brand to really thrive um, in today's, with today's generation of consumers? Um, I think a
0: distinct point of view is really important. Um, I don't want to say you have to like go be disruptor and think of something that doesn't exist, but if you happen to do that, it's, it's great. Um, but I would say that if you have a really meaningful brand story and you have a very specific point of view, that absolutely helps. And I think that if you are lucky enough to have the knowledge and skill set where you can implement the technology pieces from the beginning that are best in class and really useful, that also is extremely helpful in moving the business forward, um, which is tough for a lot of people, whether, uh, you know, they're an entrepreneur with experience or an entrepreneur who's doing it for the first time. You know what I mean? Thankfully, the internet exists, so it has democratized a lot of that information, so it's sort of easy to kind of like plug and play these different pieces of technology that can really uh, turn your brand into an actual business overnight. Um, So I think it's it's those types of things. And I think also um, you have to be able to tell the story of your customer, whether it's five customers or 5,000 customers or 50,000 customers, you have to enable them and encourage them to tell their stories because that's what's most important online, right? You go on any website and you read a little bit of the product page and you immediately go to the reviews and more often than not, it's the reviews and the customer story that actually convince you (laughs) to buy the product. (laughs) That actually gets you to buy product. Yeah.
1: Um, talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, how you got started. You started the brand in 2016. Yeah. And prior to that, what was your experience in, in starting a brand? Sure. So,
0: I was on television for a long time, um, but after that, I was running my own content site. So, it was like a media site. and. Um, I basically worked with brands to create content for them, um, and to do a little bit of strategy. And so I had always been sort of a business of one. And so when I started Love Wellness, I was also a business of one. I uh, started it on my own and ran it by myself for a while, for how long? Um, until early last year, got a great partner. Uh, and so. That was beginning of 2018. So I I started ideating in May of 2016 and launched in October of 2016. So did it by myself from then until the beginning of 2018.
1: And what have you found have have been the most challenging or most surprising aspects of launching your own company? Um, I wouldn't
0: say that it's a surprise, but You start your own business because you have a story to tell and you're on on your own personal journey of growth and exploration. And so I would say that building this business has really been a personal journey that has enabled my own life to really uh, come full circle in a certain way. I'm so excited to go to work every day because I really feel like we are truly making positive changes for women and so if you're doing something that you're actually passionate about, it helps you become who you're supposed to be. It it changes your perspective on life and the way that you want to live life and what's important and less important. In a lot of ways, running this company has also shown me how important like my social life is. like. My social life, I mean my relationships with like, my family, my parents, my boyfriend, you know what I mean? Like in New York, our social currency is how busy you are, but I have realized that for me, taking time for myself and really investing in those relationships is just as important and is as investing in my business because when you feed one, the other benefits and vice versa.
1: Knowing what you know now three years into your brand, is there anything that you would have done differently or wish you knew back then or advice you would give to people who are at the very beginning of launching a brand?
0: So I get this question often or I sometimes get it proposed as like what would you tell your 18 year old self and my constant answer is I wouldn't go back and change it. I wouldn't give myself any advice. Because the only way that you evolve and grow as a human and decide or make better decisions is from learning from your mistakes. So like why do you want to gloss those things over? I don't. I personally love it when I'm learning something and I feel like I have a good relationship with myself where I don't really feel guilty about mistakes. I really see them as learning opportunities. And so I don't really carry a lot of the negativity with me when I make a mistake. You know what I mean? It's all about moving forward and applying the lessons that I've learned um, to each day as it comes.
1: And is there anyone in the industry, um, maybe a a brand founder or someone that inspires you or who you look to that, um, you know, Gives you a little bit of inspiration for your own company? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: So I'm friends with the founders of Sweet Green. One of my best girlfriends went to Georgetown with all of them. Um, And I think that they have done such an interesting job of uh, changing fast, casual dining and making salads cool and accessible uh, and encouraging this new way of eating. And so I really admire what they have done.
1: And then just to get back to your brand, what is your ultimate vision? Like what are, you, what are you hoping to achieve with Love Wellness and what are you thinking about for the long term?
0: Sure, absolutely. I think that um, my personal goal, there's like a personal goal and a professional goal, right? My personal goal is to truly provide women uh, with the best available natural products so they can heal their bodies and feel positive about that journey. Um, from a professional point of view, we want to be the Red Bull, the Coca-Cola, I'm not going to say McDonald's because gross, but like the <laughs> McDonald's of women's health and wellness. There's a huge opportunity in this space, and we know that we're positioned to win.
1: And like. last question, just want to give you the opportunity to um, sell everyone on some of your products. So if someone sure. were to go to your site or be interested in buying one, what's like the hero product or the best selling or the thing you're most excited about?
0: Sure, so we really think about our products through the lens of a journey. And so we have different uh, categories of products. We have a lot of gut health products. We have a lot of products for infection relief, for women's issues specifically, Uh, intimacy products, and we continue to expand. Um, And so I would say that a great starter product is something called Good Girl Probiotics. Um, What's really cool about probiotics is that uh, there are different strains of bacteria that live in your body and that help operate all the different parts of your body. Um, And so Good Girl Probiotics is formulated specifically with bacteria that support women's health. So if you suffer from like UTIs, BV, yeast infections, things like that, our Good Girl Probiotics are formulated specifically to help prevent things of that nature. Um, probiotics are also great for gut health, right? The gut is the home of the immune system, and when you uh, increase your good gut bacteria, your whole body is going to benefit from it. And so, I would say that that's a great starter product that everybody could use because we live in this place where uh, environmental factors um, upset our microbiome constantly probably more people than not have a leaky gut issue in this room it's because you've taken too many antibiotics or whatever it is so probiotics are
1: a great place to start was there a learning curve for you when you were developing all of these products and how long did it take you to feel confident that the ingredients you were putting in and, and what you were creating was something that would really help women? Sure. So yes, there
0: was definitely a learning curve, but I'm also fascinated by this kind of stuff. It's really sticky in my brain. I read it. I understand it. I love it. Um, We have a great medical advisory board that has helped from the beginning, and so they help to determine products that we should bring to market, they help to identify ingredients that should be in the products based on clinical research um, and white papers, and so we feel really supported by that community, you know, they really enable us to do great things.
1: And just to wrap things up is there any piece of advice you have to the people in this room um, that are in the direct-to-consumer space um, or anything that you wish someone had told you back when you were starting
0: yeah i would say um that you should simplify to be honest with you Uh, focus on doing one thing really well um Get your story down. Talk to a lot of people about what you're trying to do. I feel like with a lot of new CPG brands, you go on their website, you can't quite figure out what it is or who they are or what they're doing. And so I would definitely work really hard on your story and um, just being able to get across what you do in a really clear and straightforward way. You know, it doesn't have to be this complicated thing. It can be 10 sentences and boom you understand.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here, thank all all of you guys for being here, and um, we're excited to watch your company grow. Thank you.